little bit of an ego. I want to hear more. Good morning, church. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on down to Home Church of the Nazarene. We appreciate you if you are here in person, if you are watching online, because I haven't done this for a minute, even if you are watching online in the future. Er, er, er. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. All right, we do have a few announcements uh, before we get started. Sorry, I'm reading these as you guys read them. <laughs> There is going to be one service all, <laughs> one service throughout the month of February. I want to make sure it says one service all of February. This isn't the only one. <laughs> every week we will have one service, so we will continue uh, every Sunday at 10 a.m. So for some of you, get here a little early. Some of you get here a little late. We'll compromise in the middle there. Super Bowl Sunday is next week, uh, February 13th. Wear your favorite sports gear to church, so uh, support your team, especially if they are the Rams or uh, Bengals. I'm, I wasn't going to go just the Rams. <laughs> Anybody in the Super Bowl is what I was saying. <laughs> Song and Word Thursday night uh, worship and Bible studies is restarting March 10th from 6 to 8. Yeah, so if you remember that, it was a great time. If you don't remember because you didn't come, it was still a great time, and I would recommend that you uh, come on into that. So we'll have a men's and women's Bible study. Uh, Pastor Barb West is going to have a Bible study. We've got a Latino Bible study. We've got our youth group still going on. We've got kids quizzing. There's a nursery available. If you did not see your group up on that list, come see me. I will get you into a study. I promise <laughs> we have something for everybody. So sign on up and uh, come in March 10th. Elevate is going to be March 27th to the 30th at Point Loma in San Diego, California. Yeah, that is for our teenagers. This event is for 7th to 12th graders. So if you are a teen, know a teen, are aware that teens exist, uh, invite them. The cost is $200 per person, um, but a $50 registration fee is going to be due April 25th. Yes. May 27th to 30th, if I remember correctly. <laughs> I nailed it. May 27th to 30th, registration due April 25th. Women's Aspire, we're bringing that event back, will be March 18th at 7 p.m. Yeah, I hear two hands. You guys can all clap. It's going to be good. Uh, it's $20 for a ticket. Tickets are on sale in the foyer. So if you are a woman, know a woman, are aware that women exist, buy a ticket for yourself or a friend or a loved one and bring them on down. And we have church voting February 20th for all of our members 15 years of age or older. Sorry, kids. Kenzie was all clapping, and then I got to the 15 years, and I saw it, heard it quiet down. And then Sunday, February 20th, we have a staff and ministry meeting after service. So if you are involved in any of our ministries, nursery and Sunday school workers, uh, security, worship, whatever it is, uh, come on after the service, and we'll have a meeting. Oh, thank you, man. 
Sorry, that background looks the same to me, so I didn't realize that it's come through. We have welcome cards in the pews. So if you are new uh, and, or if you are uninvolved and not new uh, and you would like to get involved, there's a little card in the pew. Please fill that out and uh, uh, give it to us so that we can, uh, let's just let us know how you would like to serve or if you have any prayer requests uh, that we can be working on with you. Is that it? Sorry, I'm reading these as we go. Uh, so with that, uh, we are going to enter into our time of giving and worship. Oh, we have children's church. Thank you, Ricky. You'd think this wasn't my first time. Um, we're going to bring up Miss Melody. And if you are a child, come on up. Zoe. Good morning, children. Come sit in the front row. Ooh. Yay. I'm just counting because I have something in here. Okay. We've been talking about action figures for the last couple of lessons. Do you remember when I brought Spider-Man? And then we talked about shepherds and how they could defend animals. And then we talked about a certain wise man who came to visit us. And we interviewed him. And we found out that he actually defended baby Jesus and didn't tell King Herod where Jesus was, so he actually saved Jesus' life. And I have another action figure. You can sit down there or somebody squeeze and make room. I have another action figure in my bag today. It's not Spider-Man, but it is Captain America. And I understand that Captain America's job is to take care of his country, his nation. And I want to talk about, oh, I don't know if you can sit down. He's very stiff. We'll put him down here. I want to talk about a real action character in the Bible. And here's his profile. His parents were Zachariah the priest, and his mother is Elizabeth, and they both lived to serve God. And they never had a baby, and they were very, very old. And one time, the angel Gabriel came and said to Zechariah, you're going to have a baby. Elizabeth will have a child. And when the child is born, you should name him John. And Gabriel told Zechariah that John is going to have a very special job to do for God. The Bible tells us that John grew up and he became strong and, and in his spirit, and he lived in the desert. Does anyone know who John's young cousin was? Who was John's young cousin? Jesus. Jesus was John's cousin. And John's job was to prepare the way for Jesus' ministry. And John's famous words were, repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. I have a question for you. Do action figures usually have a uniform? Let's have a slide about that. There they are. There's even Captain America. Did you know that John had a special kind of uniform? We know he lived in the desert, and what he put on were clothes made of camel's hair, and he wore a leather belt. 
That's a little bit unusual. Does anyone know while he was in the desert, what did he eat? Bugs. What kind of bugs? Beetles. Beetles? Well, you're very close. The Bible says that he ate locusts and wild honey. Now, I had to look up, what's the difference between a locust and a grasshopper? Well, I learned that a locust has a small body, you're right, and the locust wings are longer and they can fly. And in fact, sometimes in the year in the world, there's swarms of locusts. And maybe you saw it on the news and it's just like a big black cloud when the locusts are flying. But a grasshopper can only hop. That's the difference. Did you know that the Bible talks about locusts? It says, you may eat any kind of locust, Katie did, crickets, or grasshoppers. Ew, Ew, somebody said ew in the front row. Well, that was what the Old Testament told the children of Israel they could eat. And when Dan and I lived in Uganda, grasshoppers are for sale. They're called nsenene. And they only come in the rainy season, and you can buy them either fresh while they're still crawling around, or you can buy them already fried. And it's a, it's a fantastic snack, and it's free. And kids go and gather them up, and they can make money by selling them. But don't worry. You can first, the right way to eat them is take off their wings and take off their legs. So that's what John the Baptist ate in the desert. And it was his job to baptize in the Jordan River. And he would baptize people who wanted to confess their sins. And one day, Jesus, his cousin, came and said to John, baptize me. Well, John was confused because he knew Jesus had never sinned. But this was part of God's plan. And the day that John baptized Jesus was the beginning of his ministry. And a voice from heaven said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So John was a man of action. He did have a special job to do. He pointed his nation to Jesus. And Jesus was the way for them to be saved. Because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. John was a man of action. He told people the right way to go. You guys and we adults, we can be action figures too because we can point people in the direction of Jesus and tell them that he came to save their sins. So my last picture is a whole handful of locusts or grasshoppers, and I was able to find freeze-dried grasshoppers. (laughs) But the pet store does not have locusts. I was disappointed, but you can order them online if you go to the site called Crunchy Critters or Super Grubs. Wow. So what you can do with a freeze-dried grasshopper is put it in a cup of boiling water, pour the boiling water in the cup, and let that freeze-dried grasshopper plump up. You have to wait about six minutes. 
then what, how do you eat them? You remove the wings and the legs, and then you could stir-fry them in a pan with the, uh, with the assistance of somebody older in your home, or get permission, and then you could dip them in honey and know what John the Baptist ate. And what I have for you today is some take-home grasshoppers. So please come and, come and get a little Ziploc. And if there's not enough, don't worry. I'll make a couple more Ziplocs. Go back to your seats with your grasshoppers. Uh, Ron, I think we have a new idea for the men's breakfast. <laughs> we'll see if the Black Bear Diner is willing to make a special <laughs> treat for us. All right, um, I'm hungry, so <laughs> at this point we're going to move into our time of giving in worship. We do offer three ways of giving uh, tithes and offerings here at Home Church. You can do it in person by putting it in the box at the back of the sanctuary. You can do it by mail by putting it in the box in front of your house. Or you can do it online by going to our website and clicking the box at the top right-hand corner. It's all box-related, it's all easy, and uh, we recommend it because it's biblical. So this time we're going to enter a time of prayer before we bring up uh, our singing worship. Lord, we want to come before you today as humble servants and present to you an offering that we hope is, is worthy, uh, an offering of song and an offering of money. We ask that you take both of these, that you multiply them, and that you use it to bless everybody in this congregation and everybody outside of here who has yet to know you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Who's ready to have church this morning? Amen. Let's all stand to our feet. Hallelujah. We serve an amazing God. I'm going to say that again. I'm not sure if I'm on. We serve an amazing God. Amen. And uh, he, he always comes through no matter what. And this morning we're going to worship him. We're going to praise his name. We're not ashamed to sing praises. Amen. Don't matter who's standing to the right or left of us, who's at, those who are watching online. We encourage you to sing with us, worship with us. Amen. You can do all things. You can do all things but fail. You never lost a battle. No, you never lost a battle. I know, I know you never will. I said, you can do all things. You can do all things but fail. No, you never lost a battle. No, you never lost a battle. I know, I know you never will. How many ladies I say? You can do all things. You can do all 
got some news from your kid maybe you got some news from the doctor maybe there's something going on in your life you're, you're even you're embarrassed to even share it you don't even want to say what it is you're worried you're frustrated you're you're maybe scared this morning I feel that there's a few people out here this morning not because we have so many people here and I'm just no there are people here this morning you've gotten some news and you're going, God, how is this going to work out? It's more than just a song that we sing. It's more than just words. We have a track record that our God can come through. If he can split the mountains, if he can move, if he can split the seas, if he can heal the blind, if he can raise the dead, he can also come through in your situation this morning. Amen. Who believes, with me? Who believes that with me this morning? Amen. Sing it out. Words have power. Speak it. Sing I said, God, you can do all things. I believe you. You can do all things but fail. Never lost a battle. Cause you never lost a battle. And I know, I know, you never will. I said, you can do an easy thing for you to do. Your hand is moving right now. Amen. Sing with our sisters this morning as they lead us in worship. One, two, three, four. Are you past the point of weary? Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Cause shame's done all its stealing. And you're desperate for some healing. Let me tell you about my Jesus. He makes a way where there ain't no way. Rises up from an empty grave. Ain't no sinner that he can't save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and his grace is free. And the good news is I know that he can do for you what he's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus. And let my Jesus. Rise. 
Sister's going to read a scripture for us in her native tongue. Amen. 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 Mateo 5, del 1 al 3, dice: El servón de monte, las bienaventuranzas. Viendo la multitud, subió al monte, y sentándose, vieron a él su vinieron a él sus discípulos. Abriendo su boca, les enseñaba, diciendo: Bienaventurados los pobres en espíritu porque de ellos es el reino de los cielos. How great is our God. Cuán grande es Dios. Cántale cuán grande. 
todos lo verán cuán grande cuán grande es Dios cántale cuán grande es Dios y todos lo Stretch your hands up to the King of Kings. Lift your hands this morning and sing it out with us. Then sing. 
bow our heads this morning as our sister prays. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to our heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. Praise your holy name. You are so great, Lord, and we lift our hands to you in thanksgiving. We thank you, too, Lord, for the reminder that not only the action figures can have uniforms, but so can we, because you have instructed us to put on the full armor of God. And we thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for these wonderful songs that we can sing your praises and come to your throne with thanksgiving and praise on our lips and in our hearts. And now, Lord, as we go into a time of hearing the word of God from our pastor, Carlos, we pray that your anointing would fall upon him, that we would have a new view and a new look on what he will give to us about the Beatitudes. And we thank you for sharing those with us so many centuries ago. Blessed are all of those who are here this morning. May their hearts be full as we rejoice in God our Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's sing out that chorus again. Sings my soul, my Savior God to this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated this morning. Children, you may go to Children's Church this morning. Thank you so very much. Musicians, singers, we so appreciate you. Can we give our worship team a hand? Amen. Amen.
want to give a shout out to our dear sister and um, not sure if she'd like me to say her name, but sister here in Idaho, all those who are your family members, all those who have been watching, and uh, we so appreciate your support. We love you guys. All those who are watching online, those who can't be with us, our family members, um, Bill Warner and his family, amen. Who remembers Bill Warner, amen? He's still part of our church, and all those who can't make it but are, are with us online, who are still uh, uh, giving your support, your, your finances, we so appreciate you. We thank you. Amen. And all those who are here this morning, may I say thank you, and I love you, and I'm so glad you're here. Amen? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I don't know if you heard about the story. There was a teenage boy who um, passed his driving test, and he was excited. He told his dad, he said, Dad, you remember when you told me that, um, remember when you told me that uh, I could um, I could have the car. He was a little nervous. You know, he was a little nervous when he said this. And his father said, yes, I do remember that. He said, you promised me I could have the car when I got my driving set? He said, yeah. Father said, but I'll make you a deal. How about you, you bring your grades up? How about you study the word of God some more? And how about you cut that hair? <laughs> the son thought about it. He really wants that car. He's sick of walking everywhere, you know. He said, yeah, Dad, um, deal. Let's do it. Six weeks goes by. He comes back to his dad. He says, Dad, did you see my report? He said, yeah, I saw your report card. Grades have gone up. He said, I also noticed you've been studying the word of the Lord a lot. You've been studying and I've been seeing you read the Bible a lot. He says, yes, I have. I've been reading the Bible a lot. Dad's pulling out the keys. He says, but son, I've noticed you haven't cut your hair. His son said, with a big old attitude, his son said, well, Dad, I'm glad you, glad you brought that up. Because, see, when I've been reading the Bible, I've noticed Samson had long hair. <laughs> he said, I noticed John the Baptist had really long, straggly hair. He said, even Jesus had long hair. His dad said, yeah, I'm sure you noticed they also walked. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Welcome to Home Church. We are so glad you're here this morning. We're going to be talking about the Beatitudes. Can somebody say Beatitudes? Beatitudes. The Sermon on the Mount, he's talking about something that has been tagged. We've tagged the Beatitudes. And I'm so blessed this morning to share this with you. The Beatitudes uh, means the blessed ones, the favored ones, happy ones. Um, but I want to come into this from a, a different angle. I want to talk about the attitudes we should be. Let me explain. I want to make sure we're on the same page. I know we can do attitude, but there's a difference between doing attitude and being attitude. Let me see if I can take a step further. You can, you can do giving you can do giving, but that doesn't make you a giver. Amen? You can, you can be happy on the outside with a smile on your face, but inside, you're, you're upset. You can, you can act big and tough, but inside, scared. And so I want to talk about the attitudes we should be. And Jesus says right here, he lists eight attitudes. 
eight blessings that a person uh, should have. And I want us to become a people. I want us to become a church. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to bust down the wall. I mean, that'd be awesome, but this is not, I, wanna, I want my kids and your kids to be able to grow up in the house of the Lord and be able to have these things in them. Not faking it to make it, but it's inside of them. It's what comes out. It's in us. We got to get rid of the bad attitude and invite his attitude into our hearts. There's a lot of people in the world with attitude. I said there's a lot of people in the world with attitude. I'm going to say it one more time. I said there's a lot of people in the world with attitude. Who has the, who has the worst attitude, by the way? Anybody want to take a guess? Yeah, I heard church people. So let's open the Bibles. Here's what Jesus has to say. He lists these blessings right here, these attitudes. Matthew 5. Um, I'm excited for a church. Uh, Matthew 5. And seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain, and when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them. There's a whole bunch of stuff right here. We're going to slow it down right here. A lot of stuff right here. He saw the who? The multitudes, and he went up on a and when he was seated, his disciples, what? Came. Whoa. That is so packed with so much information right here. Notice the difference. Notice the distinction. There's the multitude, and then there's the... There's a whole crowd of people who started off, and then he separated himself from the what? The crowd. And he went up higher. He went up to another level. And who came with him? He did not ask them to. The disciples came and followed him. Listen, there, there's a difference. There's a distinction between people who want the things of God and want God in their life. They are willing to climb higher with God. They are willing to go from where they are to where Jesus is. Thank you, sister. There's a distinction. The multitude, the disciples, the people in the multitude, they, they like church. They like the gospel singing. They like the feel-good message. They, they like to be entertained. Oh, this Jesus, the, the good man, the good prophet. They like the comfortable seat. But see, it takes a disciple to transition from just church attendance to learning what it means to be a doer of the word. There's a distinction. The distinction, we got, we got hundreds of people all across America. Thousands of people who come to church. Thousands of people who've come through this parking lot. Hundreds of people that come through our church. But it's not hundreds at Bible study. It's not hundreds at prayer meeting. It's not hundreds serving the lost. It's not hundreds praying for people at the altar who need Jesus. It's not hundreds going to the mountaintop where Jesus is. Say amen or ouch. One of the two. Or, honey, I don't think we should have came today. It's not hundreds. It's not hundreds. The disciples came up who wanted more of the teaching of Jesus. And it's then 
when Jesus opened his mouth and gave the deeper revelation. You see, our God, he doesn't cast pearl before swine. Even when the high priest, when he was being accused, he didn't say a word. Jesus does not cast his pearl before swine. Jesus gave the deeper understanding, the deeper revelation right here. And so as we go to the Sermon on the Mount, the enemy of our flesh, the enemy of our soul is, I believe, is not going to like some of this, but I'm so thankful that the truth of God is not determined on whether I accept it or not. Amen. Thank you, brother. Verse 3. Let's read. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. He says, happy are, rewarded. Blessed are those who are poor in what? Spirit. spirit. I used to think when I was a kid, those who are poor, those who, those who are, you know, they got no money and they just, they're just poor. That's not what he's talking about. He's saying, blessed are those who are poor in spirit. It comes from the terminology, pauper, to be poor without, in need of. But he says, blessed are those who are in need of God's spirit. But not just in need of it who's hungry for God's spirit, those who recognize they need God's spirit. There are two types of people in the world. The people who don't think they need God, and it's reflected in the day-to-day choices that they make in their attitude and the way they perceive life and the way they talk. To, you can see it. And then there are those like us who know without God, we are absolutely Nothing. We are absolutely nothing. I don't know about you, but I need God. I need Jesus in every moment of my day, every minute of my life. I need him. Without him, my life is jacked up. Can I get an amen? Without him, I'm defeated. Without him, I'm frustrated. Without him, I lose. Without him, I go down fast. I need God to order my steps. I need him to tell me where to go, what to do, who to call, right or left, what to say. I need him. I need him to order myself. I need him to help me raise my family, to love my family, to help our church. I need God. Oh, I need you. Every hour, I need you. That's my attitude. My one defense, my righteousness. Oh, God, how I need you. I need God. I need God. And then there's some other people on the other side of the coin, on the other side of the lake, on the other side of the street. They get up every day. They don't ask God for help. They don't want God. They don't need God. They can do it by themselves. They don't ask him for the direction. They don't need his word. They don't try to govern their lives by what he says because they don't want to be held accountable. They don't want him. They, they lean to their own understanding, their own wisdom, their own knowledge. And then at the end of their life, they wonder why there's no hope. And they wonder why they're in a jacked up situation. It's because they had God not in their life this whole time. The text says, blessed are those who are poor in spirit. Who recognize they need God in their life. And then he gives a promise. And after every, I, I, I got to, after every attitude, after every blessing, he gives a promise. And there's a promise right here. 
for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Isn't that beautiful? For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. If you want God to be on and to be in your life on earth, the kingdom of God, to be part of life, he, he says he's looking for people who realize and who know that they need him. Who have this kind of mindset, this kind of attitude towards life. They know they got, they got abilities. It's not somebody walking around saying, I, I, I can't do anything, I'm, not, I'm not nothing. No, no, it's walking around, obviously, we know with boldness and access because we got confidence in God, amen? But walking around knowing, I, I can't do any of this without you. Knowing that. And what's that like? It's when he steps into your life. He's rearranging. He's opening doors for you. He's ordering your steps. He's bringing healing and deliverance, breakthrough. It's the kind of stuff that happens that you couldn't make happen even if you tried, but he can. That's what I'm talking about. You look back and you go, say, how in the world did that happen? Amen. But on the other side, there are so many people who live so long. They have adjusted their life. They have adjusted it to where they're used to not seeing any supernatural miracles. They're, they've lived a life so long, they don't know what that looks like. Your attitude and your need for God is reflected by the day-to-day -day choices you make. He says in verse 4, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are those who mourn, those, those who weep, those who cry. The word mourn means to grieve, experience loss. Jesus says, blessed are those who experience grief. This word mourn actually this morning, I got two applications on this word right here. Number one, mourning has to deal with loss, the pain of, of losing someone dear, someone close to you. A parent, a child, a spouse. He says you're experiencing pain, the loneliness, the grief. Something has been taken from you, and because of it, you cry. And this morning, I want to, I want to tell you this morning, it's okay to cry. It's okay. It's actually healthy to cry. Some people growing up think it's a, it's a problem to cry. Their song's written, I, you know, I, I couldn't cry, so I'm letting the song cry. I'm sorry, it's, it's, it's healthy to cry. God says, blessed are those who mourn. The problem's not with crying. The problem is, is when we allow that crying to control our life and we never get back to living. We never get back to life. We never get back to our responsibilities. I want to encourage you this morning. You've lost someone. You're mourning. Cry. But get back to living. Cry. Get back to work. Cry. Get back to the responsibilities that God has for you. Cry. 
It's okay to cry. Our dear Pastor Barb lost her husband some years ago. And we've been coming here for, gosh, almost coming on seven years now. Six, six years. And there hasn't been a month that has gone by that Dave West's name, when it's brought up, she, there hasn't been one month. I haven't seen her. She's, she's cried every time. Because he was special to her. He meant a lot to her. He, he still does. And she cries. And she cries. And we'll be talking about an event or a church event that he used to be a part of, and she cries. And we talk about a family function or Thanksgiving or Christmas or, or Fourth of July, and she cries. But then I wake up the next day with the verse in my phone. The Bible says, blessed are those who mourn. Here's the promise. You will be comforted. Amen. You will be comforted. The word comfort means he will invite you to be near him. God says, if you mourn, we could be together. If you cry, we could be together. God says, if you cry, I could come stand by your side. You are a person, you are a candidate for me to come into and, and be with. Reside, live with, be. I'm a, I'm a, thank God we serve a God who comes to us when we're at our lowest. Amen. When the music's over. There's that old song, when the, when the party's over, when the friends are gone, I thank God he is there. Even when I've given him my seconds. Verse 5, it says, blessed are the meek. I love this one right here because for so long, even when I was a kid, I, I, I think of meek. You hear the word meek, you think frail. You think, you know, just a, a really cute little old lady, you know. <laughs> Blessed are the meek. You know, you're just a meek, you know, she's just a, a sweet lady. You know what I'm saying? Just a nice, uh, just a nice lady. You know, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. But the word meek, actually, okay, so the word meek means to, to humble, to be patient while in receipt of injury. But in the Greek, it takes it a step further. It says, those who have weapons, have power, have strength, and have the ability to use them, but do not, they will inherit the world. So now when I, heard the word, when I, when I hear the word meek, I think of my son. No, I'm joking. I don't know. When I, heard, when I hear the word meek, I think of somebody who's strong, somebody who's powerful, somebody who has authority, somebody who can hurt somebody that's hurt them, but they choose not to. Blessed are the meek. Who knows that, you know what? I could get back at this guy. Man, this joker, he got me. I could, I could get back. But you know what? God, I'm going to give this to you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this off. I'm going to continue living my life. I'm not going to let this ruin my destiny with God. 
I'm not going to let this ruin my family. God can handle any situation. Worldly advice would tell you when someone wrongs you, you wrong them. When somebody hurts you, you hurt them. But Jesus says, blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who patiently wait, who humble themselves and recognize their need for God. He can fight the battle. And the promise, it says right here, they shall inherit the earth. God says, you will have the earth. God says, I will open up the windows. I will make provision. God will give you on earth what is yours, what the world tried to keep from you, what the world didn't want you to have. But God says, don't worry. I will prosper you. I know you want to retaliate, but don't go low and associate when the God of heaven can create, substantiate, and vindicate you. He says, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. They shall inherit the earth. As I close, something else that caught my attention, I was was speaking with someone. Jesus, you know, when he's talking with the multitude, I'm pretty sure he was tired. We don't know what kind of day he was having, if he was hungry, if his feet hurt. We know he went up to the mountain, and then what did he do? He, he sat down. And a lot of times when I sit down, I've had a long day. I sit down, and I say, don't bother me. But the disciples come, and what does Jesus do? He ministers. He ministers while he's seated, while his legs hurt, while he's tired. We don't know what kind of day he was having. But again, I want to encourage someone out here. You might be going through life, you may minister, but, but again, don't stop doing the will of the Father because you're tired. He will always make a way. Even while you're seated, even while you're seated, you can still do the Father's work. And I'm encouraged because we have so many people in our church, like Ruth Ely, who was sick, who was hurt, and still came faithfully to help. Amen? We, our, our brother, I could go, Mike McDaniel, his, his, he was going through pain and still serving as our treasurer. I, we could be here all day talking about those who are here in this place. You're, you're sick, you're tired, you're not feeling well, but yet you're still serving. You're still doing the Father's work. Blessed are those. Happy are. Amen. Let's bow our heads this morning. Hallelujah. God, you're so good. This morning, I uh, I want to sing out this chorus. But before we sing out this chorus, maybe this morning you you aren't right with God. God is not living in your life. Maybe you're visiting with us this morning. You say, Pastor Carlos, I'm not right with God. We're going to pray in a little bit. So I have two calls. That's my first one. If you would like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, he could come into your life today. My second call is for those, maybe you're here this morning and you've lost someone. Maybe recently, maybe in the last past year, maybe it was 20 years ago. And you've tried to, you've tried to bury it. But this morning, God said he wants to come with you. He wants to stand by you. He wants to comfort you while you're mourning. 
And so, before we, before we open up the altars, while heads bowed, eyes are closed, I want you to take this time, just you and God, and reflect on these passages this morning. And I'm going to sing out this song. May the words of this song speak to you. It's a chorus that's pretty familiar. When peace I go river attended my way when sorrows like sea pillows roll. Dear Sister Barb, if you could please come up. I'd like to pray pray for you. I mean, you know, sometimes those on the front lines of ministry get attacked the most. And our beloved sister here is, uh, does so much. want to come stand with our sister this morning. If you've lost someone and you're, you're mourning, you're grieving, I want you to come stand with us this morning. Just come stand with us. Find a place to stand. We're going to pray together as a church. It's okay. God says he wants to comfort you this morning.
you far right now. You can't see this, and it's okay. But there's a, a group of people standing behind you who not only love you but are with you, and I know you with them. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this moment. We thank you that we could come as family and mourn and grieve over those we've lost. There are people we've lost that we weren't able to say goodbye to. But what's so amazing, what's so amazing and wonderful about you, God, is there's a hope that we are going to see them again and we can say hello. And Lord, this morning I pray a special blessing upon each and every one of these members who are here with us right here at the front, Lord God, who are mourning, who are grieving, but you made a promise, God, you say you will comfort us. And so this morning, I pray you will comfort each and every one of them, Lord. Remind them, God, that you are sovereign, you are God, you are Lord, and that they will see their loved ones again. God, I pray you fill the void, Lord. Fill that part of their life that's missing, we pray. Use whatever's happened to your glory. For your glory, God, we trust in you. And Lord, forgive us that we might have maybe been upset at you, Lord. We are human and you know that. But forgive us, God, for any unrighteousness and unforgiveness and bitterness towards you, God. We ask you forgive us, Lord. We trust you, God. We don't know why. We don't know why it happened or what, but Lord, we do know that you are sovereign and you are, you are in control. And we thank you, Lord, for the life that we have. We give you the praise and the glory. We worship you. We honor you. I pray, God, that this, this group of people, your children, would continue serving you with their whole heart, that this is just the beginning. And as their loved ones are in heaven looking down, I pray they would be reminded to never give up, to never quit, to never stop. We thank you for your mercy and grace, Lord. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Give him praise this morning. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Hallelujah. As we find our seats, I want to continue, if we could, just real for a moment, just bow our heads. Please bow your heads with me. We're going to pray the prayer of salvation this morning. church. If you're here this morning, you say, Pastor, I'm not right with God. I'm backslidden in my heart. I've left the will of the Lord. I've, I've left God. I've, I've been in church, but my heart hasn't been here. I've been in church, but I've had the bad attitude. I've been in church, I, but I need forgiveness. That's you this morning. You pray with me right now. You say, Dear Heavenly Father, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin, for I am a sinner who needs forgiveness. I believe you died on the cross for me. And I believe you raised on the third day. And I believe you're coming back. Thank you for the gift of salvation. Thank you for this gift. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's stand to our feet, church. Let's sing out that chorus. It is well. It is well. Lift your voice.
It is well. Sing to the Father. It is well with my soul, with my soul. It is well. It is well I'm excited, church. If you're visiting with us, we got Beatitude series next week, the week after. And at the end of the month, we have something very special for you. So I'm so excited uh, for that. Also, I want to remind you real quick, ladies, uh, we have some flowers in, our, in, the, fo- in the foyer for you. Uh, one of our dear brothers and sister came and, and uh, uh, gave us these flowers. So uh, husbands, ladies, gra- grab some flowers. Amen. And, uh, and, and, and put them in your house, and may they brighten up your day. Um, also, too, uh, we don't want to forget this one. Uh, next week is the Super Bowl. Uh, and look, I'm not here to argue who's going to win or not. Does anybody know who's going to win? Bengals. Uh, oh, man, okay, hold on. Did, Donnie, did you say Bengals? Did I? Bengals. Oh, okay, he already brought his hat, Okay. So look, church, all I ask is that we, we, we if any, any of the arguments, let's keep out in the parking lot, okay? <laughs> Not in the house of the Lord. But next week, if you want to bring your, uh, if you bring your uh, sports gear, next week, I would encourage everyone to bring your, your, your favorite team. Uh, I'm going to be wearing bangles. By the, no, I'm joking. I'm not wearing bangles. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. Church, can you do me a favor? Have a blessed Sunday. Just know we love you. We thank you. We so appreciate you. Amen. Let's bow our heads. And uh, I'd like to ask my uh, uh, brother Israel if you could please come down and uh, just dismiss us this morning. Hallelujah. Go grab a bagel. We have some bagels in the back. And uh, my son can put up that cream cheese really good. It's amazing stuff. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Have a blessed Sunday. We so thank you. Thank you, brother. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for uh, this wonderful day. Um, Thank you for letting us be here one more time. Thank you for the word, Father. Um, help us um, live the way you want us to live, Father. Help us each day with our attitude, um, whoever we share our days, Father. Help us to show them 
the way you want us to be, Father. And bless everyone. And thank you for everything, Father. Amen. 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 Be blessed. Amen.